0: If you're a fan of the My Take podcast, you know that there have been some episodes where it has not been wife approved. In other words, you know, I, I pitch the idea to my wife and she might say, oh, that's a good, a good idea, good topic. But then there are other topics where she says, absolutely not. Are you crazy? You are a minister. You shouldn't be highlighting stories like this. <laughs> well... This episode is absolutely not wife approved. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take. Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for being uh, a part of the My Take family. I want to let you know that we have—there's uh, a couple things I want to share with you. I, I always, when I get started, I just get right into stuff and I forget. Friends, there's an email address, mytakemc at gmail.com. One of the things that I'd like to do in this podcast is pray for you. If you have anything that you're dealing with in life, if you're struggling with something, and you need help, you need power from above, you need somebody smarter and stronger than you to help you with your problem, well, I got to tell you, I know a guy. His name is Jesus. Send me your prayer request, mytakemc at gmail.com and uh, we'll be praying for you praying for these issues over there also i want to let you know about a website mytakemc.onpodium.co you can go to the website and you can get you can have access to all the different podcasts and uh, be able to just see what's there and, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll like the way that it's set up and and uh, you know be able to point other people to it as well Mytakemc at gmail.com is the email don't forget, and all the like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Okay, now that I've got that out of the way. All right, let's 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 get to the, the podcast. So, as I said at the beginning, this is absolutely, positively not wife approved. My wife thinks that uh, as a minister that I should be doing deeper things and more serious things than the topic I'm going to share with you. <laughs> she may be right. but well, we'll see we'll see what happens. we'll see what happens with this episode. uh i have a story for you today. and i want to uh, it's it's from the associated press. i i didn't know how to share this with you because typically i might share bits and pieces and i'm just going to have to read the whole thing. i'm going to read the whole thing and then i'm going to give you my take on it but i'm going to try to do it is in an in an impartial a manner as possible and and I, I <laughs> you'll understand when I get into it. Okay. Here's the story. You ready? All right, if you're driving, make sure you keep your hand on the steering wheel. Okay, and keep your mouth closed. Don't let your jaw drop. Listen to this. <laughs> US customs officials seize giraffe feces from woman at a Minnesota airport. Federal customs agents booed the plans of an Iowa woman who wanted to make jewelry from giraffe feces she picked up on a trip to Kenya and brought back to the U.S. in her luggage. The woman declared the small... (laughs) The woman declared the small box of feces when she was selected to have her belongings inspected upon arriving at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport on September 29, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The woman, who was not identified—I would not want to be identified either— told officials that (laughs) she— The woman, who was not identified— told officials she planned to use the waist to make a necklace as she had done in the past with moose poop. Giraffe. Giraffe poop can be brought back to the U.S. with the proper permits and inspections, according to Minnesota Public Radio. This station reported that the woman won't face sanctions because she declared the feces and gave it to customs. The agency's agriculture specialist destroyed the giraffe poop. This is a true story, okay? I'm not making this up. Uh, According to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, uh, the Representative uh, Director LaFonda D. Sutton Burke, this is what this person said. There is a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the U.S. If this person had entered the U.S. and had not declared these items, there is high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed serious health issues. (laughs) What are potential health issues that you could get from wearing jewelry made out of draft poop? Well, African, (laughs) African swine fever. Classical swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, and swine vesicular disease are among the ailments in Kenya that customs cited as risks. <laughs> There's the article. <laughs> I Maybe my wife was right. She might have been right. We're going to try and rescue this, folks, in this episode, because at, at the end of the day, this podcast— is about taking news items and trying to find a Bible lesson or a theme or a story that we can jump from the story into the Bible. And so we're going to try. But, but you know, as I read this story, and maybe as you're listening to this story, you might be asking yourself the question, why? <laughs> why would somebody get it in their head to take... Al, uh, uh, giraffe poop, what, what, what has to happen in a person's mind? You, you're going on safari, you know, you're, you're walking through the jungle and, and you're checking out all the animals and, and you see the, the hippopotamus and, and you might hear the roar of a lion and, and you're walking through and you see this giraffe, he's walking away and, and you go to walk and, and you're like, oh, what's that? Oh, I think that would make a great necklace. Why? Why would you? Look, uh, I, I, you know, the strangest thing that I've seen as it relates to jewelry, I saw a news article one time, this was years ago, where there was a trend that's where there was, a, and I don't, there was as little, little tiny alligators. When I say little tiny, they were, they were babies, like, like six inches long. And people were attaching these to their earlobes and walking around with these Baby alligators attached to their earlobes, treating them as jewelry. And I remember that article. This was years ago, and 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 watching and saying, what? Number one, that's got to be cruel to the alligator. The poor thing is hanging on for dear life to this earlobe. But number two, number one, that. But number two, what? Why? Why? What would possess? How does some? But and, and but okay. How do you turn poop into jewelry? What do you have to do to—I to, to I mean, do, it, uh, what do you make out of it? The necklace, earrings, uh, uh, a ring? Uh, what do you do with draft poop? And and this isn't the first time. She has done this with moose poop as well. <laughs> you you want to know what I was thinking when I read this story? Okay, all right. I, I, in my time as a pastor, have had the opportunity to counsel with people. So it's not just about sharing the Word of God, sharing the good news as it's found in the Bible, the good news of Jesus Christ. But sometimes, you know, people are dealing with things and and they want some help to deal with the specific challenges and struggles. You know what some of the things that people come to pastors and talk about? Sometimes people come to pastors for relationship advice. Sometimes people come to pastors and they say, "You know, I I just I I've been praying to the Lord because I'm 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 feeling alone and I and I want a wife or I want a husband. I want a spouse. I, I I I want a partner that I can confide in and and spend my life with and and be there when they need me and they can be there when I need them and 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 raise a family and so You know there are times that I've had to talk with people and 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 help them Uh, how do you make sense of being alone? Or how do you find a partner? You know, how do you do these things? How do you manage these problems in life? And there are questions that I often ask. But now, now, after this article, the next time, the next time that somebody comes up to me and says, Pastor, you know what? I don't know what the problem is. I just can't seem to keep a girlfriend or i can't keep a boyfriend i i i i i get that i you know i try to get a date and and no one no one i'm i'm nobody wants to go out with me i don't know what's wrong with me you know i ask a lot of questions but but from now on the, the one of the questions that i have to add on a couple of questions now that i haven't had to ask before namely um okay so uh, you you don't have Anybody interested in you romantically? Okay, so let me ask you a question. Um, uh, do you uh um I don't know. Do you wear any kind of jewelry? Do you? You do? Oh, okay. Um, uh, where did what what, what kind of jewelry do you wear? I'm I'm just curious. What 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 does that have to do with your problem? I, no, I I just you know I don't I, I don't know. What, what 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 kind of jewelry do you wear? Oh, okay. You know, there there are now new things that we as pastors, spiritual counselors, even professional counselors, people that you know, psychology. There is a whole new series of questions that a new area of people's lives that we have to delve delve into to help them with their problems. Because if you can't get a date, if you if you if you get the initial smile, but then they turn the other way, well, maybe where are you getting your jewelry from? What is your jewelry made of? Oh mercy. Honey, you might have been right. I uh, know, I we're we're going to rescue this episode. We're going to rescue here's, here's the thing. Um let, let's switch over. What what's what's the point here, right? I I need to talk to you about uh, the Bible. Now, what does the Bible have to say that is connected in any way with this person and jewelry and whatever? We are going to go from the crass to the deep, okay? We're gonna go from the from the crude to something that will be a- appealing and profitable for you, right? In the Bible, nope, there is no mention of drafts. In the Bible, there is no mention of draft feces. But do you know that in the Bible, you'll find plenty of places that have to do with the subject of wearing jewelry. <laughs> That's right. You know, I did a little search, uh, a little little research and asked this question, why do people wear jewelry? Have you ever have you ever thought about that? In other words, you see you see maybe you are wearing jewelry, you know, but have you ever asked the question why do you do it? Why do people wear jewelry? And it's interesting because it depends on the time and the place, but typically when people wear jewelry, it's for some of these reasons here. Number one, uh, not in any particular order, but number one, people wear jewelry because it's a form of body decoration. Number two, people wear jewelry because it is an expression of their social status. In other words, you know, you see you see, uh, movie stars, Hollywood, music artists, you know, Uh, let's, let's pick on, let's pick on rappers, you know, hip hop. When, when these guys, you know, they're walking around, guess what they got? They got these gigantic gold chains and it's a sign of what is It's a sign of wealth. It's a sign that you're doing well. You know, there was, there was this guy that used to wear, uh, not Mr. T. No, no, a little bit younger than that. Uh, he's this gigantic clock on his chest, all studded out with jewels and stuff. And uh, part of it is just body decoration. Part of it is a status. This is who I am. You know, in certain parts of the world, they wear jewelry to designate whether they're married or not, whether they come from a, a rich family or not. Uh, people wear jewelry to let people know whether they have achieved a certain level of education or not. You know one other reason why people wear jewelry? People wear jewelry to, in their mind, enhance their beauty to the people around them. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, I, I want to go to the Bible because this this article, as interesting or, or however you want to call it, being what it is, has reminded me of this subject of the idea of jewelry. <coughs> excuse me, of jewelry, and and the uh, what the Bible has to say about it. Let, let me share a couple of stories with you. One is a story that comes from. Uh, the book of Exodus, in Exodus chapter thirty-three, we read that uh, Moses, Moses had, or Exodus chapter thirty-two, Moses was with the Israelites and he went up to Mount Sinai to, to spend time with God. But while he was away from the from the Israelites, he was gone for a while. And what did they do? They decided, well, Moses is dead. We need to do something else. Uh, they went to Aaron, Moses' brother, and what Aaron said is, "Give me, give me some of your jewelry." and he made a golden calf. That golden calf was an object of worship. And if you read Exodus 32 and 33, you'll, you'll go back and read that story. It's a good story. But, but what we find is Moses comes down, they're worshiping this golden calf, and a lot of things happen there. But in Exodus 33, God is speaking to Moses after that incident, and, and he's finally saying, okay, we're going to leave this place but God says something interesting. He says, leave from here. We're going to start our travel again because he was taking them to Canaan. But he says in Exodus 33, verse 3, he says, go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people, talking about Israel. Verse 34 says, when the people heard this disastrous word, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. So, when when God said what He said, they were so distraught that they all took off their ornaments, meaning their jewelry, the jewelry that they were wearing, which they you know had when they were in Egypt and and when they left. So, th- th- that's one story. I want to re- I want to share another one with you. in In Genesis chapter thirty five, now we read about Jacob. Jacob is traveling with his family. Now he's got he's got his twelve children. There was an incident just the chapter before where you'd have to read it, Genesis 34 and 35, but the, com- the point comes that now they have to move. They have to leave and travel to a place called Bethel. So God tells Jacob, I want you to leave. I want you to go to Bethel. And Jacob now goes to his family. And so let me read some of these verses to you. Jacob, This is Genesis 35, verse 2. Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, so that I may make there an altar to the God who answered me in the day of my distress. Verse verse 4 says this, So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had and the rings that were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree that was near Shechem. So here, here's an, an incident here where Jacob says, we're going to go meet God. I'm going to go make an altar to God at Bethel. We're all going. And we need to purify ourselves. We need to wash ourselves, change our garments. The Bible says in preparation to come and, and to meet God, all of the people there, they took off their ornaments. They, they, they took off their earrings. And, and he actually buried them. In other words, he got rid of them. What do these two stories—what do these stories have in common? Well, we have several things that, that we see in these stories, that, that jewelry and idol worship are tied together. We see that whenever people are humbling themselves, whenever people are submitting themselves to God, they take off their jewelry. That, that's, that's biblical. There's a principle there. And so we, the, in the Bible, in the Bible, there, when it comes to the subject of jewelry, you'll find that people have different takes on it, and, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, if I wear jewelry, it's I will probably find a way to justify wearing jewelry. If I don't wear jewelry, then I will find a way to say, "Oh hey, you know, you shouldn't wear jewelry." but let, let's let's put that aside for a moment, and let's just look at Scripture. If you look at the Bible, the Bible has a lot to say about wearing jewelry and you would think what's the big deal? Why why who cares whether you wear jewelry or not? If you want to wear jewelry, wear jewelry. I don't care. I don't if I don't want to wear, it, I don't want to wear. It. But why why does the Bible talk about this? Well, let let me let me share some things with you here. First of all, I want to make the point again. Whenever the people of God knew they were coming before him, they would take off their jewelry. Whenever the people of God were were Humbling themselves because they committed a sin and they needed to get right with God, they would take off their jewelry. The, and and jewelry and idol worship you tend to hear about both of those things together in scripture. You know why do people wear jewelry? Well, you wear jewelry because you decorate your body. You like the way that it looks. You wear jewelry because you want people to know that you that you that you've achieved a certain level of prosperity. That's why rich people, don't, they don't wear, you know, granite on their finger. They wear diamonds on their finger. That's why, you know, uh, the, 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 the rich rappers, when they when they do work on their teeth, they'll put diamonds in their teeth. They're not just grabbing little pebbles and sticking them on their teeth. It's a sign that we've reached a certain level, and we want to show it off somehow. But by and far, the reason that people wear jewelry is because they believe that the jewelry makes them look beautiful and attractive. And, but here's the opposite of that. You can take that too far, where you feel that you're not attractive unless you have jewelry. That, that somehow I am only attractive when I am wearing artificial coverings. Is that, is that healthy for a person? Is that, is that good for you? I, I don't know. But when we read in the Bible, we read these things here, and, and there is something to it. Humility and submission to God, you don't wear jewelry. What's the opposite of being humble? What's the opposite of being submitting of submitting to God? Well, pride and rejection of God. Can that be tied with wearing jewelry? Is is wearing jewelry a sign of pride? Ooh, I don't know, that might hit a little too close to home. And and by the way, this isn't just about women. Men love to talk about women wearing jewelry, but 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 men I mean, why do you wear cufflinks? Why do you wear a tie bar? You know, why, why, why you may not wear you might not wear jewelry, but 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 that car in your driveway, you know, how much how much did you pay for that? You could have bought a little economy car, but no, you got the expensive ride. So jewelry comes in all sorts of forms. But but let me let me share something else with you here. In the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation describes two women. And, and the women are symbols for groups that are supposed to be representatives of God. The first woman in Revelation chapter 12 is very modestly and simply dressed. She's covered by the heavens, by the moon and the stars, and she represents the people of God. There's another woman in Revelation. She's called a harlot, and she's covered with gold and purple, and she's all decked out. But that represents of people that have rejected God, so so in the Bible, what you read is you see whenever we're talking about wearing jewelry, it it usually has a connotation of self love, self pride, idolatry, and then when you don't wear jewelry, it has a connotation of humility, of submission to God. Those that that's the dividing line. Uh, there is one thing in Scripture that I want to share with you. There, There's some Bible texts that I want to share with you because I think they're important. In 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, three and verse 3 and 4, I want to share those with you. Peter is giving advice. And, and in chapter 3, he's actually giving advice to women. And so this isn't just about women, but he's talking to women in this case. And he's saying to women, he said, look, you need to you need to be able to to submit to your husband now not we're not talking about slavery submission we're talking about the in the role of husband and wife, the wife has a certain role to play, and even if your husband is not a believer, even if your husband does not believe in Jesus, you are still responsible to be that man's wife and to and to do what you do in a marriage relationship where the husband does his part, the wife does her part you're still called to submit to your husband, but because that is a way of winning them to the gospel. If they see how you behave, then they may be converted by your behavior. That's the whole point. But in verse 3, Paul, uh, Peter, sorry, Peter says this, he says, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing that you wear. Verse 4, he says, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is in God's sight very precious. My friend, I want to talk to you about something that's deep. I want to talk to you about something that's deep. And, 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 and I might need to apologize for using a story so crude to get there, but, but it was a good story. I hope you had a good laugh. I want you to know, that when God looks at people, how God values the quality of a person, it has nothing to do with what they wear on their body. It's what they have in them, not what they have on them. You know, so many people out there, you look at somebody that's very well-dressed, and, and they're, they're, they look good, and, and they look like they got it all together— but, but y- I'm sure you've had this experience. Did, when you were growing up, did you ever meet someone that, that was very pretty on the outside, but was very nasty on the inside? What type of a person would you rather be? Would you rather be a type of person that looks good on the outside, but is nasty on the inside? Or what type of a person would you want to be married to? Would you re- want to be married to someone that looks really good, but is really nasty? You see, God is saying that sometimes that it is possible to spend so much time worried about what's on the outside that we fail to develop what's on the inside. And God says, look, what is important to me? This is what I think Peter makes the point. What is precious in God's sight? What is precious? What God believes is a value is what is inside a person's heart, a person that is gentle, a person that has a quiet spirit a person that is faithful that works hard those are the those are the values that that heaven adores not the values of what's on the outside and what you look like here's a little secret that uh christians i said this to a group not too long ago christians are better looking than the average person did you know that yeah a Christ, christians on average, are better looking than non-Christians on average. And why do I say that? Because when you are happy on the inside, it shows in your face. When you're happy on the inside, it comes from the inside out of you. You can be the best-looking person, however you define good-looking, but if your heart is empty, if you have no hope, if you have no joy, If you've not met Jesus yet, there's something missing in your life. And that spark is what makes the difference. I want you to know today that God values what's important. And what's important is what's on the inside of you, not on the outside. If you're spending your time chasing your looks, trying to wear this or buy that, you may not be wearing giraffe poop as jewelry, but you might as well be because it has no value. If you really want to look good, if you want people to see something of value in you, if you want God, if you want to please God, work on the in, what's inside your heart. A quiet, gentle spirit, a loving, patient, someone who's kind, someone who's content. You see, those things are not just pleasant in God's sight. They are attractive to the people around you. So. What type of person are you? What are you spending your time on? God wants you to pay more attention to developing what's inside than what's than what's on the outside. And if you do that, what's inside will show itself on the outside. And you don't have to wear poop around your neck to feel better about yourself. I, there, I did it again. Sorry, honey. That's my, That's my take. And that's inspiration to go.